Good morning. How is everybody this morning? Good? Good. Paul's already yawning. Uh, what else? What's happening? Grace is clapping. People are smiling. What's it? Monica's in Colorado. What are we going to do with Monica in Colorado? They're going to send her back. Don't worry, Gerald. If you know Monica, they'll send her back. They'll say she's too much for us here. I love that, I love that girl. Um, well, good morning. My name is Melody, and I am happy that you are here this morning, whatever brought you here this morning, whatever um, from far away, right, our friends, or from right nearby, thank you for being here this morning. I like to, as you said, I like to consider this place a place where I get to see people I know, new faces, meet uh, people, have different conversations, um, but mostly, I like to consider this place a place that I have a ton of friends, a ton of friends. And today, specifically, I want to talk to you about my best friend. She's actually not here, but I will show you some pictures and you might recognize her. Um, I'd like to talk to you about my best friend, Lupe. I have a picture of us uh, that's going to go up on the wall. Oh, that one's too soon, but that's okay. This is us. Lupe and I met back in the fourth grade. We're in sixth grade in this picture. Um, but that's her on the flute, and that's me on the flute, if you can believe it. I can still jam out. The band still has yet to invite me. <laughs> Just sane. Try to get in there through my singing vocals. Nope. Maybe they need a flute once in a while, but Macy has that down. Is Macy here somewhere? She's, she was here earlier. Uh, anyway, so Lupe and I met in the fourth grade. I was new to uh, my elementary school. And I didn't know anybody, and so I would sit with my little lunch in my lap and kind of eat by myself for a really long time, for, for a couple weeks in the beginning of school, until another fourth grade girl came by and said, do you want to come play with us? And that was the beginning of our friendship. Um, so here we are at this junior high performance together. I have another picture of us in high school. She had like a business presentation day. I don't know, she was dressed up that day. Um, and then to all the way to present day, there's another picture of us combined together. We have eight kids. She has four and I have four. Don't count the car seats and the seat belts, but they were all in there. So we kind of combine seat belts sometimes if we're going far. Um, so some of you in here know her. She was a very, her and her family were a very active part of a new song while they were here until they moved out of state a few years ago. And they were here just last summer. And just last summer, when they were here, Tino, who is her husband, who was one of our best friends, is, uh, he decided to get baptized that day. And we have a picture of that. Who remembers that outside, right? That was so, that was awesome. I mean, I think Tino made the whole crowd cry that day. Um, but we're going to see them this summer. We're just so excited um, to see them. And I don't know if you have a friend like this that you're just excited every time you talk to them. You, they know everything about everything. You might be talking about, you know, uh, stay up late at night talking about deep things or perhaps painting your bathroom. I don't know what it is. Um, but... Uh, she is this friend for me that when we're with each other, we just want to absorb each other. And even more so now that she's out of state. Last year in, um, that's us. There's a lot of pictures of us drinking coffee. Um, last year when she, uh, when my son and I went to visit them, 
Um, Lupe is, again, the type of friend that I just, you know, we want to share everything together. And, but she's also the type of friend that will be there when you fall. Like, literally, when you fall, she'll be there, but she'll snap a picture of you first <laughs> so that she has it. And so last year, we're at this creek with our, with our kids, and um, I go to turn, and whack, I fall, and she's right there with a the picture. I have a picture of it. There's me, <laughs> about to hit the ground. And I, she has, I don't know, she's doing the thing where you record and take a picture at the same time. There's actually a video of it that I'm going to spare you, or I'm going to spare me, rather. Uh, but I'm laughing so hard, but I hit the ground so hard, I couldn't move my arm for days. Oh, it was, it was terrible. But anyway, we get a big laugh out of this picture all the time, and when it comes up on, like, the memories, she sends it to me, and I send it to her, and we have a good laugh. But anyway... I think about our friendship, and I think about how lucky I am, how lucky I am to have this friend, this friend that I just have no filter with. I have no filter. I can be completely myself. She's seen me first thing in the morning, and she's seen me late at night. She knows me so well that she knows what I might say about this or about that or how I might react to something. And she is truly, truly my best friend. Does, do you have someone or have you had someone like this in your life? I'm getting really loud there. Um, well, I have another person who knows me this well and who knows how I might react to something or um, maybe isn't there to snap a picture when I fall on the ground, but he's there probably laughing at me as well. And we have this friend in common, and his name is Jesus. And he is there when we go through happy things and hard things, and he's there with me all the time. He's especially there when I talk to him. And I wonder, I wonder if he feels about you and I the way that I feel about my best friend. I can't wait to talk to her. I can't wait to hear from her. I can't wait to hear what's going on in her life, how she's processing things. I wonder if Jesus feels the same way about us. I wonder if Jesus wants to sit around a table and linger with us as we process our thoughts, as we process what's going on in our lives. I wonder if he wants to stay up with us late at night and get up with us early in the morning. I wonder. Well, the answer to all these wonderings is yes, he does. He wants to be there with you and I, and there's many ways that that happens. So the question we are looking at today in this Why Do We series is why do we pray? And one of the answers I'm going to give you, uh, you will hear repeated a lot during this sermon series. It echoes what Grant preached on last week on why we gather, why we sing. Why do we pray? Well, one of these reasons is connection. Connection to God and connection to others and we're going to talk about that right uh, today. But right now I'm going to give you some instructions, okay? This is going to be a very interactive sermon. Uh, one of the things I'm going to ask you to do is right now, and then I'm going to ask you to do things towards the end. But what I'm going to ask you to do right now is when I tell you is repeat three words after me. I'm going to say three words, and you're going to say the same three words. When I say them, you repeat. So in the next 20-ish minutes in the, in the sermon, we're going to do this. So I'm going to put something up on the, on the screen here. So when you think of something you need to pray for, I need you to raise your hand. Okay? 
when maybe you're feeling anxious about something, I want you to raise your hand. When you are feeling nervous about something, I want you to raise your hand. What, do I, what are you going to do when you feel weary about something? Raise your hand. Maybe when you feel joy about something, you're going to raise your hand. Maybe you have a sense of calm, peace come over you. You're going to raise your hand. When you think of a friend or a family member, maybe they wander into your mind because they're sick or maybe they're traveling or whatever, I want you to raise your hand. A few weeks ago, there was a Sunday here, the Sunday that we were wrapping up the sermon series on Mark. And just before I walked up here to give my portion of the sermon, I got news that my grandfather had a massive heart attack. And I got news that um, it was not looking good while, while it was not looking good for him. And while I was up here speaking on Mark, I think about every time I took a pause in my breath, I was thinking of my abuelo. So I know what it is like to be focused here, but I also know what it's like to have something in the peripheral going on. So look at that list, and when you think of something during this sermon that lies beyond these walls, I want you to raise your hand. I'm going to point to you an acknowledgement. I'm going to point to you, or I'm going to look at you, or, you know, I think I can see everybody pretty clearly. I think Ellie's the first one. Ellie, you're back. Where's, where's Ben? Is he here? Praise Jesus. All right, if you don't know this, Ben, who leads our worship up here quite a number of times with Ellie, was in the hospital for how many days? Seven days. Seven days. And is he doing better? Okay. Praise Jesus for that. So you're probably feeling weary and anxious and joyful and, okay, so let me see your hand. Okay, excellent. So I can see as far back as Ellie, as far back as the drawing table, as far back as Pat. So I can see you. So no falling asleep today. You know who you are, okay? <laughs> um, so here's what, here's what we're going to say. When I point to you in acknowledgement, I'm going to say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And then you all are going to repeat. Jesus, Jesus, you are going to repeat that. So I'm asking you to interrupt the sermon today. I'm saying it's okay to interrupt me. And I've asked my good friend Kate here. Kate, raise your hand. She is going to keep track of how many times we stop and say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. So let's do it a little faster. Ready? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Okay, and we're going to get to why we're doing that in a second. So I only have one rule. Now, maybe many times that we do this, it may be none, and it may be a terribly distracting sermon, or it may be absolutely wonderful. We're going to figure that out right now. Okay? But my only rule is that I don't want you just to raise your hand to make me say it. Okay? Because my, my nephew, is he in here? Dustin, are you in here? I was telling him about that. He's like, I'm going to raise my hand every 30 seconds, Mel. And I was like, do not do that. So, um, so, but I want it to really, it's something that you're feeling. I want it to be true. That's something that's in your mind or on your heart, okay? But I'm asking you to interrupt me. So let's see if it all makes sense. So let's continue here. Why do we pray? 
So the subject of prayer has so many aspects to it. We could do a whole sermon series, actually, on why we pray. We can talk about how we pray, when we pray, where we pray, the different levels of, you know, deep prayer, quick prayer. We could do a whole sermon series on prayer. But the question today is not any of those things. Today the question is, why do we pray? And in order to understand that better, who better to look at than Jesus himself? Would you say amen to that? The God who came down to us. The God who made himself known in human form. The God who was flesh and blood, who did all things perfectly. Let's look at him for an answer today. So I'm going to read you a couple verses. Jesus prayed in the morning. Mark 135, very early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up where he prayed. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He prayed all night. Luke 6, 2. It says, one of those days Jesus went out to the mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. He prayed often. Luke 5, 16. But Jesus withdrew to lonely places and prayed. He prayed at his baptism. Luke 5. Jesus went and withdrew. Uh, no, I'm reading the wrong verse. Jesus went where people were being baptized. And as he was praying, heaven and earth opened. He prayed before he was crucified. In verse 39, going a little farther, he fell on his face to the ground and prayed, My Father, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. My Father, he fell on his face. If it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. So he prayed alone. He prayed for his disciples. He prayed for children. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Why was Jesus praying during these times? Well, let's look at that. There was times of joy and thanksgiving. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There was time of sorrow and lament. There was time of blessing. There was time where Jesus prayed on others' behalf. He intercedes and he asks God for others. And there were times where he asked God for himself also. Jesus prayed to connect to God for all of these things. So let's talk about connecting to God for these things. So what type of things do we feel joyful and thankful? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I remember a time where I felt I had so much joy in my heart. And it is so interesting that I am talking about this today. Because my good friend Stephanie Lister, raise your hand. There she is. On this day, six years ago, we concluded our first women's retreat. Six years ago, and that was our first women's retreat that we had done in a, in a while, correct? And Stephanie and I partnered together and did that. So would you welcome Stephanie this morning with me? Well, I had so much joy. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. It's not going to get old. you got to stay with me. Uh, I felt so much joy in my heart because that weekend, I was nervous. It was my first time speaking at a whole retreat like this. And I had spoken four times. And things had gone, um, we didn't know how things were going to go. Was anyone here in there that weekend? Yeah, a couple of you? Yes, excellent. Do you remember the rap song? <laughs> Who remembers the rap song, right? Okay, so we had to convey really strict rules, really strict rules to our 
people who were there at a retreat. And so we thought, wow, these are really strict rules, and um, uh, I, I walk a line with rules. And so I was like, let's convey this in a really fun way. And so we did a rap. And so we did it to, uh, I forget the name, but it was basically, don't cuss, don't drink, don't smoke, don't eat snacks in your room. And then it was, uh, what did I say? Don't get new song kicked out, so please don't act like a fool. That was our rap. There was a lot more to it, but that's what we did in that moment. It was super hip. It was really cool. Maybe you had to be there. That's okay. But at the end of the three days, I was so overjoyed, and everything had gone well. No one had gotten kicked off of the grounds. It was excellent. Um, and when we cleaned up, you know, most of the leaders piled up into their car, and, and we were running back to our rooms. But I decided to walk. I decided to walk back because I needed a few moments to myself to just kind of take it all in. And it was about a 10-minute walk through the grounds back to my uh, room. And the whole time I was walking there, I was just full of joy. And I just kept saying, thank you, Jesus. 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 And that's all I could say because I didn't have any more words but I just knew how thankful I was and how full of joy my heart was. Thank you, Jesus. I was communicating. I was connecting to God through my joy, through my joy. I just mentioned to you that there was times where Jesus lamented and he was full of sorrow when he prayed. And I mentioned that just a few weeks ago, uh, I got the news that my grandfather had had a heart attack. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Two days later, my grandfather passed away. And uh, he, was, he was this man who was instrumental, instrumental in my life. He, I do, a lot of the way I do ministry was shaped by my abuelo. And so when I got the call at 2.30 in the morning on Tuesday that he had passed away from my aunt, I cried with her. We lamented together, but we prayed we prayed and our hearts said, you know, even this was all of a sudden, even this was out of nowhere, even we, we didn't know, we knew that God was good and we could trust him. And all we could say in that moment was Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Have you ever had a situation like that where you make, you're just, you don't have any words you're full of lament and you're full of sorrow and you're crying out to God because your heart is so sad and so desperate. In the Psalms here, we can read David's prayers are very transparent on what he is crying out. Psalm 102, he says this, Lord, hear my prayer. Listen to my plea. Don't turn away from me in my time of distress. Can we say we identify with that? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That same psalm ends like this, but you are always the same. You will live forever. Even in times of sorrow, when Jesus prayed, he was connecting to the heart of God. He prayed to bless people. Has anyone ever blessed you? Yeah? Just this last Thursday, I had someone bless me. Marilyn Faber, who's sitting right there. I'm calling everybody out. Watch out. You might be in my sermon today. 
Marilyn, uh, who is here, we have lunch or breakfast every so often, and she checks up on me. She asks how she can pray for me. She, uh, she's very connected to me in ministry in my heart. And uh, we, were, we were trying to have lunch, and, um, you know, she was saying, hey, Melody, let's do it Thursday. And I had zero time on Thursday, zero time. And I said, Marilyn, let's do it next week because I just can't today. And she insisted back. She said, let's just do coffee and tea one hour in your office. I'll be there at 11. Okay, I guess I'm doing coffee and tea at 11. And so... Uh, when she came into my office, you know, here I thought, okay, I'll just, you know, we'll just chat for a little while. I just exploded on Marilyn with all the things that I had to say and all the things that were going on with me in that moment. And she blessed me, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. So it was, it was something that I didn't have time for. I, have to, I had to leave a meeting a little early, then I had to scoot off to do something else right, right then, but... But she listened to me, we drank tea, and in the end, she blessed me through a prayer. Jesus also interceded for people. He prayed for people. He begged for people. I have used this sermon, uh, I have used this illustration in another sermon when we spoke about prayer. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There are times when we need people to intercede for us because we don't have the words, or we don't know what to say, or we can't figure out what's going on, or we don't want to. Guess what, God? I'm not talking to you anymore. Was that just me? No. In Luke chapter 5, when a paralyzed man could not walk or get to where Jesus were, was, four friends punched a hole in a wall, Jesus, 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 Four friends punched a hole in a wall and got his, their friend down to the feet of Jesus. They, uh, not a wall, a rooftop, excuse me. I just want to punch a wall right now. I told Electra up there, I said, I wish I had one of those hi boards, and that would have been a really good illustration. But um, there are times when we have seasons of extreme anger, extreme frustration, extreme confusion, and just plain distance from the heart of God because there's no rhyme or reason. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We're going to do it three times because I thought it's three hands. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. So when you have these times, that's when, that's when we need people to intercede for us. Do we do it? Not usually. Why? Because we're too busy. We have zero time. I'll think about it tomorrow. But there are times when we need to ask people to stand in this gap for you, for each other. And we need others to pray for us and use their words when we don't have our own words to say. Have someone else go to God and take you to his feet when you simply cannot. We have a whole prayer team here at New Song. Do you see that wall back there with all the paper? That's a prayer wall. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But these friends punched a hole in a rooftop for their friend and got him to the feet of Jesus. Do you know why we're raising our hands right now? 
How many, how many times have we done it, Kate? 17 times. I would say there's probably about 112, 115 people in here right now. 17 times we've said Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. What's, what's 117? Oh, what did we say? 117 minus 17? Oh, guess what? That's 100. There's 100 more in here, 100 more people in here who have not raised their hand. You know why I'm asking you to raise your hand? Because we all go through this. We all go through this, whether it's times of joy, whether it's times of lament, whether it's times of, uh, would I say, feeling weary, feeling nervous, feeling anxious, would you say we all go through this? Then everyone put your dang hand in the air. Everybody. We all go through this, all 117 of us. I don't know who's doing the count, but where's, uh, where's Nancy? Did you do the count? Where's Nancy? I saw her. Did you do it? How many people? 108. I was off by a little, like nine. Okay, excellent. But we all go through this. We all go through this. And that's why I'm having you raise your hand today because, my friends, sometimes we just have no words. And all we can say to each other is Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And through that, we are connecting to the heart of the person in front of us. And through those words, we are connecting to the heart of God. Jesus prayed for so many things. He prayed for so many things. He knew what it was like to be troubled in spirit. Have you been troubled in spirit? Yes. He knew what it was like to experience the loss of someone close to them. Have you experienced loss? He knew what it was like to be talked about, falsely accused. Maybe you've been the subject of this. He knew what it was like to be misunderstood by his family. Have you been in these shoes? Jesus went and prayed through so many of these things. He knew what it was like to be humiliated, shamed, hated, he knew what it was like to sit around a table with friends and linger. He knew what it was like to stay up long hours because he wanted to talk to the person next to him. So he prayed because he knew that he was fully human as well, and he knew that he had limitations like we do. He had limitations. So he prayed because he connected him to God, the ultimate source of authority, the ultimate source of goodness, the ultimate source of power, love, and compassion. That's what Jesus is connecting to, and that is why we pray. That is why we pray. So many of things in life are beyond us. I know there's some situations right now in my life, I don't, I don't see an out. I don't see how this situation could possibly change, could possibly get better. It's too far gone. Who do I need to call on? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I know there's times when I feel fear. Who do I need to call on? Let's say it together. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We are calling on the name of Jesus whose love is limitless. We are calling on the name of Jesus whose compassion is unending. We are calling on the name of Jesus whose faithfulness is inexhaustible. 
Prayer is not for those who are elite or those who deserve it. I heard this quote somewhere that says, prayer is either the greatest insanity or the most wonderful news. And I'm going to say it's both. I'm going to say it's both to me because I cannot believe that God, the creator of the sky, the stars, the, the, everything I see, I cannot believe that when I say, Jesus, 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 this creator turns his attention towards me. I cannot, that's insane to me. But it is the most wonderful news. It is the most wonderful news because that same God is waiting expectantly to hear from me like my best friend does, but even better, even better. He loves what I, what I have to say. He wants to hear my thoughts. He knows them anyway, but he wants to connect to my heart. He wants to linger with me, and I'm going to ask you to linger here for a moment. So right now we're going to engage prayer in a few different ways while we take communion today. So I'm going to ask if I've asked you to pray or uh, help with communion, please go to your stations. We're going to be up here, Chris. Today we're going to take the bread and the cup. We're going to take the bread and the cup, and we are going to thank God that he came down, that he is the God who came down to us through Jesus because he wanted to connect with us. He wanted to connect with us. We are thanking him because we remember that his love endures forever. We are remembering this. We are remembering that the creator of the universe, of the stars, the sun, the creator of this somehow insanely turns his attention towards you when you say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. So what we're going to do right now is a couple things. I'm going to ask you to come get your communion, and I'm going to ask you to hold it. You're going to take it on your own today, and then I'm going to close this out in prayer, but you're going to take it on your own today. And you can take it back to your seat, and you can pray at your seat. Or what you can do before you come up, before you come up to grab your communion, is you have a prayer card in front of you. And you can fill that out. And maybe you don't even put your name on it. But you can fill this out with what is heavy on your heart today. What is making you weary? What is making you anxious? What is making you whatever? What you might be celebrating. You're going to take that card and take it to one of us who is not doing communion. You're going to give it to one of us so that we can pray a general prayer over you. But then we're going to take these cards, look at these cards, and our pastoral team and our staff is going to pray over these cards this week. So we're going to do that. We're also, we have this prayer wall back there. There's paper and there's pen. If you want to write out your prayer and put it on that wall, we don't unroll those and look at them, but we pray over them. We pray over them. So you can engage in the prayer wall. You can engage in a card. You can, you, if you don't want to bring this to one of us up here, you can drop it in the box out there on your way out. You can ask someone to just pray for you today. You can go back to your seat. You do, you do how you do prayer this morning. 
But we're going to linger here for, for several minutes. So please, as people are getting up and, you know, it's, let's be respectful of those who need it to be a little quiet, of those who need to just want to focus on the music. All right? Let's just be quiet in this time as we hear music and as we're receiving communion, as we're having people pray for us, as we engage in connecting to the heart of the creator who turns his attention to you when you call his name, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Amen. I'm going to give you one more invitation today. As you have participated in communion and celebrating the fact that God came down to connect with you, maybe you've given me a prayer card. I have 12 in my hand. I don't know how many the other stations are. But God gave us each other. And prayer is number one. Number one on the things that we do because it is connecting to the heart of the Father. So if you didn't get a chance to fill out this card, don't leave today without telling us how we can pray for you. Don't leave today without talking to one of us. We will punch holes through rooftops for you. And maybe that rooftop will land you on the ground and you'll hit the floor hard but the point is is that you have people carrying you to the feet of Jesus and I'm going to ask you to take that very seriously because it is either the most insane news or the most wonderful news amen we're going to sing this song together and let us celebrate, let us celebrate that we have this connection. And will you say it with me one more time for all together, for all of us, for the 108 people that are here this morning. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Amen.